All right, if you got your Bibles, you can go ahead and open up, and we can go to Mark chapter 2. I'm going to, I want to read this whole account. Um, it's only 12, and y'all know how I get sometime. I might get through all 12 without preaching. I may not, so just uh, grab your neighbor and tell them to hold on a minute, and we'll make it through it. Tommy's ready, so y'all should be ready. And again he entered Capernaum. This is talking about Jesus. After some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Man, I, I wish that's what I heard this morning. <laughs> How many of you need to know that you need to hear him sometime in the house? I mean, I'd love to be getting off work sometime and just hear that he's in the house. I'll rush home a little bit faster. Immediately many gathered to, together so that there was no longer room to receive them not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. And they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let him down, the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith... He said to the paralytic, son, man alive. Y'all, I was, re I, I've never, I never took time to check that out. I never took time to, to sit and look at that. They let this paralytic man down on the bed. <laughs> this is going to get the religious folk mad. Before anything took place Jesus looked at him and said son Amen. Jesus basically looked at this guy and said look before anything else goes on before you get your mind twisted with all the religiosity running around and all the traditions that surround everything, here's the deal. I'm opening up a door and I'm making a way. You are son. He adopted him into the family before anything took place. He called him son. He could have said young man. He could have said anything here. He chose the word son. Can I tell you this morning, no matter what you came here with, no matter what it is that you struggle in, no matter what it is that you fight with, Jesus stands and looks at you and says, Son, women get over it. <laughs> it's not a sexist thing. He said we're all sons. <laughs> oh, don't be so tight this morning. Loosen up a little. He said, son, your sons are forgiven you. He didn't even ask. All right, theologians, go home and study. Adopted into the beloved immediately. 
I'll get some newsletters on that one. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. They weren't even talking out loud. They, <laughs> they being church people. <laughs> they, they were thinking it. They just didn't say it. <laughs> but see, you in, the, you in the presence of the one. And he said, uh, they're over there talking in their hearts. Why, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Jesus just called them in to check real quick. Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Why can't, why can't you just rejoice in the fact? I might, I might get through it. Which is easier? I, I love this. I, those of you that think Jesus wouldn't put you on the spot, you need to read this word. Because Jesus didn't play. He was about his father's business. And if you got outside of that, he called you in to check. He said, so what, which is easier? You, you tell me. You, you tell me what it's going to take to realize that I am who I say I am. He, what, what's, what's easier? Me to tell him that his sons are forgiven or his sins are forgiven? Or to arise and take up his bed and walk. Do you tell me? He didn't even give him time to answer. He said, hang on. Let me finish. But that you may know the son, that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He looked at the man. And he said, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. He said, so, okay, Mr. Religion, Mr. Pharisee, Sadducee, scribe oh you got it all together you know it front to back inside and out but you don't know me Amen. let me let me show you something about me immediately god i need an immediately in my life y'all gotta excuse me a second because i'm talking to him i i need an immediately Immediately he rose, he took, he took up the bed, and he went out in the presence of them all. I, I want to really preach on that, too, because I really love that part. Because it, <laughs> well, you, you, you want to get slapped in the face. You've been talking all that junk and all that trash, and Jesus just told me to get up. Now I get to go right out in the midst of my enemies, the ones that didn't think there was a chance, the ones that didn't think that I would ever make it through, the ones that kept looking at me and said, oh, he'll never get there. God said, I'm going to make a way. Now you walk right out in among them. I mean, God's got a sense of humor. Because that, that's, that's enough to make any religious man mad. So, they, so that they all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this, you think? <laughs> all right. Let me try to dissect this thing and move around a little bit on it. I've got a couple points that I want to do. 
Let's, let's talk about Jesus first. Jesus has now come back to his hometown. Most say that it was probably Peter's house that he went to. The house that he went inside of. A lot are saying, this is, prob- this is a really, really good chance this is Peter's house. I want to tell you that because of this. Stop bad-mouthing Peter. <laughs> because he got up in the courts and he, and he, and, and he cussed and said, no, I don't know him. Stop, stop being a hater on Peter because he pulled out something and cut somebody's ear off. You don't know what Peter went through up to those points. And I'm trying to open some doors up so that you understand, man, this is Peter. Poor guy. Because, listen, we're talking about Jesus. When Jesus came into town, when, when Jesus made an appearance, now he wasn't like all of us. Now, he didn't get to send out letters and set up Facebook messages and promote all this stuff on bulkheads and, and put out flyers and, and do it. He didn't have any of that. Jesus just walked. <laughs> and when Jesus came in, man, it was an attraction. He was able to draw crowds. No different here. He shows back up, and here's all these people rolling up in. A, see, this was like one of those free customs in, in those times with the Jewish people. Everybody just come over and made himself a home. Thank God. Listen, I'm not Jewish. We don't live in Israel or Jerusalem. Don't you be rolling up at my house. But they, here they, they roll up. I mean, can you imagine Peter? Jesus, can you tell these guys, like, to go? And they all crowded his house, man. And they, they couldn't even get in the doors anymore. People standing outside his house. And we want to badmouth poor Peter. Well, I would have tried my patience right there. I'd probably kick Jesus out at that time. <laughs> Gotta go. And here's all these people. They came because they heard that Jesus was in the house. Oh, Oh, sometimes we do false advertisement in church. We'll advertise that God's in the house. What happens when God don't show up? Oh, I just set up straight in your seat so you can handle some of this. A lot of what we experience in church is selfish. A lot of what we experience in church is the attitudes, it's the self righteousness, it's the bad attitude. I mean, it's everything. We, there's everything inside of a church. I'm not going to say all the time, but I am going to say probably most. There's everything inside the church but God. We barely give God enough time in our life. But we advertise Him. Come to church. Man, God's in the house. And if a preacher don't run across the chairs and spit, they leave and go, well, he just had a bad day today. 
We got to be careful what we advertise. Be careful not to throw out some false pretenses to somebody because listen to me, this is the desire, this is going to get good, this is the desire that people have in their heart, whether they want to admit it or not, they need Jesus and they're looking for Jesus and that is the only one that can take care of whatever need they have and they don't know it yet, but that's the seed that God planted in them when he created them. And they are looking for him. So when you go out and say, come, I want to show you Jesus, they're coming with an expectation to find Jesus, not yourself. We have to be careful. We have to be so careful. Guys, this is why I ride you like a, a rented mule sometime, and I tell you, listen, listen. Man, we have to be Christ-like. We have to have this spirit, this mind. You're a representative of God himself, whether you can handle that phrase or not. You are a direct representative of God, our Father. What are you showing? See, these people that are coming, man, they're, they're coming. They're coming from broken homes, but they're coming. They're coming sick, but they're coming. They're coming because they lost loved ones, but they're coming. They're looking for the man. They're coming out of depression, but they're coming. They're coming out of addictions, but they're coming. They're looking for Jesus. He's the only one. There's a lot of things in your life I can't fix. A lot. These people are coming sick. They heard that there was a well in the house that they could draw from. They're coming. Many of them don't even carry anything to draw from, but everything that's inside, they said, I hope this is enough. They're looking for something, and we're showing them nothing. The house is full. Oh, the house is full, but the room is empty. have to be careful we got to make sure that we have power don't go in don't go in with an empty heart and laying on empty hands on an empty head let's get full of God let's get full of purpose again I mean these people are they're needing something Oh, and just because you're standing inside and you watch them come and flood the gates of the home doesn't mean you know what sickness they have. Oh, listen, listen. You, you can't judge what somebody's going through by the car that they pull up in. You can't judge what somebody has on their life by the job that they carry. You can't judge what's going on in somebody's mind by the checking account that they have. My friend, there are times in people's lives that you're not going to be able to see 
the sickness. I've titled this message, Unseen Paralysis. My God, I have to applaud you if you're here on your own. And I have to applaud you if it took someone to invite you and bring you. Because neither one are any less. There's things in your life that have you attached to a bed. Oh, you're still coming. but you're still attached to a bed. You're paralyzed. What you experience in your life isn't close to the fullness of what God has for you. He's got so much more, but He's waiting. He's waiting on you. See, something took place in this in this paralytic's heart. I have to believe this. Because there's many of you that won't even ask for help. Oh, we'll get through it. They don't need to know our business. Don't need to know nothing's going on. We'll get through it. And then the snake bite. God says, those that will humble themselves before the hand of Almighty God, He'll raise up. <laughs> Keep reading. Those that do not humble themselves, He'll tear down. My friend, you're in unseen paralysis. And because of pride, haughty spirits, just flat out ignoring, I'll be okay, I'll make it, me, 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 I got this, don't need you, I got this, paralytic man had to ask someone to help. Can you imagine? The Bible says it's better to give than to receive. Let me bring this right on in to help you out. I'd much rather help somebody and carry them than have somebody help and get... Will you help me? The ministry of four. Will you help me? Will each one of you grab a corner? Will you help me? Will, will, will you take me to see the one? See, I know that there's something that you can't do for me. 
but I know someone that can. I just need help to get there. And I, I need to make sure, I need to rest in assurance that the ones that I gather around me, see, you better be careful. Because the ones that you ask to help take you there, let's hope and pray that they don't decide somewhere along the way because they stubbed a toe in their sandals that they give up on you. Come on. Come on. Let's go somewhere this morning. How many of you have asked only to be left on the side of the road? Because the ones that were carrying you decided to give up. So I would imagine, man, th this guy had to put some time and thought into this. Some effort. Maybe, maybe these are the friends from day one that have been coming by his house and giving him soup, baking him bread. You, you okay? Come on, somebody had to give him a bath. Maybe they give him a bath. Oh. See, I don't like feet, but if God tells me to touch them, I do. We have to be careful. This man needed help. And these four men decided to go and help. They chose to help someone. Not just for the mere fact that he wouldn't help himself. It's because he couldn't help himself. Oh, there's a difference, friend. I sit and look at these guys, man, and he's come. Can you imagine? Man, it's hot. Can you imagine this guy's laying on his cot? And there's four people carrying him down the road. Man, can you imagine? I know how I would be. Look, I'm, I'm anxious. <laughs> I, I, I want to I get to Jesus. Hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 don't be taking a break yet. The other three ain't ready to rest. Hold on a minute because you got me like, hang on a minute. Just hold. Hey, if every, everybody just take a break right now. Everybody just take a breath. Set me down. Huh? Come on. Come on. See, there's times that are like, that's why we got to be careful. Don't, don't be so pushy. Don't be so, just let them know you're there. All right, everybody got the break. Okay, grab your, let's go. All right, everybody on count three. One, two, there you go. Now we got it, and we're moving on. Please don't give up on me. I know that on the way down the road, you're probably going to hear me complain. I know that somewhere between here and there, you're probably going to hear me say something or see me do something, and you're not going to appreciate it. But please, do me a favor. Don't give up on me. Would, would, would you please just... Oh, this guy, man, it was evident in this guy of his paralysis. 
it, it was evident. He couldn't move. But it's not evident in you. You got freedom to walk. Yours is, yours is kind of tucked away. It, it's not for everyone's viewing. But it still keeps you. Oh, it still keeps you from the close encounter. See, I don't know about you, but I've been doing this a little bit, probably not as much as y'all, but I've been doing this a little while. And I don't think that I've had an encounter with God so close that I don't want to get closer. I just think he teases me. He'll just flat rock my world, man. And I'll stand in my office and just cry, standing there by me. If somebody walked in, they're going to admit me. But I walk out and I go, God, why are you so good to me? Why do you, why do you even care? Why do you even care? And I'm just in such shock and awe. Sometimes I'll ride home and don't remember leaving here. I'm just in shock and awe, riding down the road. And the next thing you know, I pull up in the driveway. I don't remember passing all my landmarks. Still hung up. But the next day, Daddy, you got any more? (laughs) This is what draws people. And if we aren't careful, we won't humble ourselves and we won't ask for help. Some of you need someone. Some of you need some people. Some of us need an army. Don't, don't come by. Trust me, bro, it's way too much to handle over here. You bring all of them. Because I got issues. A bunch. But I don't want to be caught up in a paralysis. that I don't get to move into what God's got. He's got deliverance for you. He's got an opportunity to set you free. Oh, it's not gonna be easy. I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you. Just pretend, okay? Will will you pretend? This is the paralytic. I know you're a big man, and I know you can handle it all yourself, but what I'm asking is that we work like a team. See, look, you dropped him. This this is how how Christian folk, oh, but wait a minute, this is good. This is good. Let go. This is good. This is Christian folk. 
Because when they have a team, they do it. They do it with a good heart. They do it with good intentions. But they're just not accomplishing the task. Put it back down. Put him back down. <laughs> I mean, he just threw him down. He said, you can't feel anyway. <laughs> the Bible says that let the, let the strong gird up, hold up, pick up, bear the infirmities of the weak. The one sitting beside you this morning's weak. You come in feeling kind of strong. Will you pick them up? Oh, listen. I didn't say will you judge them first to figure out whether or not you're interested. I said will you pick them up because see I got to show you something here now if we were to do this and any of you guys ever went through CPR training or anything like okay here we go doesn't mean that all four know what to do just means all four are willing to do thank God he sent somebody somebody just say God use me See, there ain't, there ain't but a couple of you that want that. Because you know that as soon as you say, God, use me, he's going to use you. Oh, it ain't going to be looking like you think it's going to be looking. It might not be a mic and a spotlight. It, it, it might be you got to go pick Susie up for church. It ain't really her, Pastor. It's the seven kids that she has. That's your ministry for the day. If you were to pick these guys up, Facebook, you're going to have to deal with it, I reckon. If you're going to pick this guy up, you're going to have to direct them how to do this. Stop. Look. Oh, wait a minute. Listen. Man, this is so good. I love it when the Holy Spirit just takes place. Did you just hear that? Did y'all hear that? Listen, first things first. They all, oh my God, I love you. In order to help someone, you have to get to where they are. You, you can't help me Like this. You might have to help me like this. They got down to where he was. So that they could get up under him and and bear and bear the weight of his paralysis. 
unable to move, unable to help. See, there are some out here that are genuinely paralyzed by something they have no idea how to get out on their own. They're genuine. And because we want to play church, God, I love you. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to him. But I love you too. All right, let's get him up. But y'all, y'all heard when JT said, I can't stay here long. See, that's that person. You might want to fill out some kind of questionnaire <laughs> to figure out if that person is going to be there from the time we start till the time we get to Jesus. Because we might just have to replace JT. Either that or set it up. Hey, Mike, about three-quarters of a mile away from J.C. Penny, can you meet it? Because I'm going to have to, J.T. got to go. <laughs> Here they are. Man, can you imagine the roads that you've got to travel? Oh, that's light, isn't it? Yeah, that's light. I wish I had a cot. I put my fat tail on it, boy. <laughs> I'd preach laying down like this this morning. But can you, can you imagine the road of travel? Nobody said. I heard you. Nobody said it would be easy. Not even him. Matter of fact, I don't even think we've got a conversation like that. I think it was go. And I, <laughs> but can you imagine? I should have researched on how far that they brought this. I didn't do that. Sorry, my failing in my study. Having to walk down all of these roads and cobblestones and rocks and dirt and twists and turns in sandals not the four wheel drive sandals you know the ones that's got the straps on the back and everything that you but they're walking and they come up to a house and there are people every where they can't even see the door much less make it to the door go ahead set him down because I know it's what you want to do because in, in the Christian mind well I've got you as far as I can take you I can't take you any further but instead, the, these four men, the four men, the four horsemen, you got, see, if we had to split it up, he took on some of yours. Um, but it's okay, you're still in the mix. They have carried him this far. Man, I wish I'd have had a gurney. 
And now they see <laughs> impossibilities. Can you, can, you, can you hear your paralysis at this moment? Oh, you want to be set free. You know you're dealing with issue. Can you you hear your paralysis right now? Because I can hear mine. Going, whoa, 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 hey, 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 I, I got you for to help me get to Jesus. Not to get here. Please don't get, I've got to get to him. That's my only chance. My only chance is on the other side of this crowd. I don't know what we can do. I don't know what possibilities there are. But I need something more than what we just got. Don't let me lay here. And if you got the right four people. Oh, I picture them now. After after the paralysis cries out, I picture it now. I picture the guys going, man. LB's going, well, I'm pretty big. I throw my son in front. He's bigger. He, well, he may not be bigger. He's more stronger. I'm going to put him up front, let him bust the gate wide open so we can get my man in there. You want to try that, man? I don't know that that's really what we should do. Well, what do you think? And, and they're sitting and they're communicating. See, Christians, listen. Get together and let's talk this thing out. Man, let's get above and let's get beyond the things that hold us bondage. Let's start deciding to allow God to work and stop thinking that it's us that's doing the work. We are doing, we are doing the, the, we do the action of the work. He gives us the strength. <laughs> I think JT said, now I'm done, dude. <laughs> I'm just done. I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Looking around. Looking at this house. And I can just imagine one going, you know what? And it'd probably be, yeah, it'd probably be this one. Because he just is, he, he's just crazy. It'd probably be him. Man, let's go up on the top of the house tear the roof off. <laughs> That's somebody you want on your team. My God, what can that represent? What could tearing the roof off represent in your life? Take me beyond. Take me beyond your tradition. Mess some things up. Just do something. Would you do something different this time that you don't normally do? Don't. Would you come to the house and just sit with me and drink some tea and just hang out for a moment? Don't just take me to the altar and say, Father, bless them and let them know. Better yet, I'll be praying for you. Man, I want people surrounding me that are willing to tear the roof off in order for my paralysis to be healed. What does that mean to me? What what does that mean to me? That means I've got to humble myself. That means I've got to sometimes just go, you know what, it's worth a shot. It's sometimes I've got to look back and go, everything else that I've done hasn't worked thus far. What's it going to hurt? 
Y'all like the bus ride this morning? I'll get to my notes in a minute. This is just the preamble. <laughs> so they decided to go up on a route. Now, just so you know, they didn't have like these 12-12 pitches that we have on houses today. All right? They were flat. And in most cases, there were a set of stairs that went up beside the house. Okay? So it's not like you, before you become real prideful and arrogant, it's not that you went way above and beyond. You just seen a different avenue. <laughs> so maybe up the steps to the top. Y'all remember whose house this was? Remember how much you give Peter a hard time? Now they fix and tear his roof up. <laughs> All because he said, God, use me. See, there's something in our lives that we just need to stand back and say, God, use me and just let him come in and mess some stuff up. Right. You know, there's a miracle in the mess. <laughs> So they tear all the, I mean, I'm talking about Peter's house. Now, I'm sure between these four guys, not that they're not intelligent enough, I guarantee you they didn't pre-plan this lowering through the roof. They didn't take any rope. What did they have to do? They got some of Peter's fishing rope <laughs> that he had all coiled up ready for the next day's fishing trip. And they done pulled it off the neck, cut it, and said, tie this on this. And they, now, see, y'all, now y'all know why I like Peter so much. He went through a lot. <laughs> see, we want, oh, God, man, this, you can take me all over the place with this one, God. We all want a revelation from God, but we don't want to go through what it's going to take sometimes to get to that. Whew. Are you hot? I'm sweating more like a pig, just sweating up on the roof. They're interrupting something. God, this is the spirit I want back in church. Not a disruptive, dishonorable spirit, but I want a disruptive. I'm, nice to see you too, but I'm here to worship. I, I ain't... Pastor, you keep on preaching, but right now, see, we so scared. We <laughs> when's the last time you went above and over the top? When's the last time you ripped the roof off to get to Jesus? See what I'm saying? You need people in your life to take you to Jesus. Sometimes you. You're paralyzed, and you don't even know it. But Jesus standing, I, I hope y'all didn't drop nothing on Jesus' head when you pull. I really hope that didn't happen. Maybe it hit Peter. <laughs> Maybe it hit Peter. But we lower this man down. Sometimes, man, we got to find a way. Y'all going to sit down. Thank you. See, you always got the complainer. They done good, didn't they? I wish I... I'm, 
I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save this one because I'm gonna preach it next time with a cot, and I'm gonna lay on it. And we're gonna go for a walk. It ain't just gonna be. It's gonna be in a big sanctuary, and we're gonna walk through stuff. And but I, I can just hear this now as he's being lowered because you got to remember he wanted to be there at all costs. Coming down, I, hey Peter, don't. Hey, I'm sorry about your roof, man, but I gotta, I gotta see. G, I'll get you. I'll fix it, but I gotta see Jesus right now. Amen. Jesus, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but oh, 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 the four. Do you not think that those four had something in their life? Do you, do, you think, do you honestly think that those four didn't have something going on in their life? How is it? How is it you think? I, I ain't going to pick on you. How is it that we think that our problem is so unique? Pastor, you don't know what I went through this year. You got a few hours? Sometimes what gets worked out in your life is through working out something in someone else's. Scripture actually says something like this, that if you put somebody else before you, take it up with daddy. Don't take it up with me. We've allowed ourselves to be more conscious about us than we are of those around us if I could ever get you to be honest not with me with yourself and with God if I could get you to be honest in this right now I could come and ask what is it in your life that's got you tied up what is it that you fight every day of your life and you can't seem to get past it what is it's got you tied down what hurt do you struggle with why do you continue doing and some might seem more drastic than others But can I tell you, we all ride in the same ship? Man, there's stuff in my life I don't want to share with you. Why? Give me five minutes and I'll close up. Just 
there's things in my life, man, I don't want to put on the table in front of you. Because I've, <coughs> because I've had love misrepresented. The last one said, Rocky, I love you. The last person that told you, I got you. The one that said, don't, man, I am here. All you have to do is make a phone call. If you call, oh, have you heard that? Call me. Doesn't matter. Call me. And all you keep getting is a voicemail after voice. This is why I feel so bad sometimes when people call me. Miss Kathy, if you're watching, I'm sorry I didn't call you about the other day, but Debbie told me at home that she had talked to you, and it made me feel better in my forgetfulness. <laughs> See, I do it. Come and set him office at one o'clock in the afternoon, man, and you can't see the desk. You barely see me. And I'm trying to remember, man, text this person by oh, call this email. See, some of it may not be done purposefully. But still we have, we have had love misrepresented. Because we think we are rightful by going on you about what you've done. And love suffers long. But love never fails. Can you imagine... Our conversation with daddy, just by herself, not in front of nobody, just you and daddy, me and daddy. And I come in with the audacity to say, but God, they fill in the blank. They done, they said, they didn't, they did. You fill in the blank. And he sits back in his chair and he looks at me because he loves me. Because I know he loves me. I, that's something you have to work out with you and God. I know he loves me. You know why? That right there. He just give me that again. But he sits back and he looks and he says, son. <laughs> I haven't fallen out of his graces. He says, son, represent me. Remember the times that you come to me. And I said, son, it's okay. I love you. Re remember me from the foundation of the earth. When I said that I loved you so much that I would send my son to die for you. And I did, even though I knew.
That's pure representation of love. We've taken love and we have twisted it up with love languages and we've got all kinds of stuff inverted on this thing now. Sometimes I agree with the love language, especially the love language when touch is love. Well, let's leave that alone. But you got love languages. What? What? Through everything that we went through this morning, and I don't even know where I started, and I do not know how to end it. I'm just going to put this out there. Will you consider being one of the four for someone else? It's going to be hard. It's going to take your emotions. It's going to take your time. Might take your finances. Uh-oh, pastor. Shh. Skip that part. It's going to be tough. Because you're going to have to get off of your horse that you've been parading and stoop down to the one that you thought was less than you. Y'all do know God's in the stooping business. I love it when he stoops. Every time he stooped, he loved me. He created me when he stooped so that he could spend time with me. That means he loves me. When he stooped and began writing in the dirt again, his grace protected me because he loves me. And there's another time yet that he's coming to stoop. He's coming again. Church. Daddy's almost home. If he told you to clean your room, you better get your room clean. Daddy's coming home. Daddy said to bust that firewood up and get it stacked before I get back. Make sure that firewood's busted up and stacked. Daddy's coming home. Will you consider to be one of the four? Some of you sitting here going, Pastor, I need four.
and maybe, maybe rightfully so. Will you consider this? Humble yourself and ask for one of the four? God's objective is to just flat mess your place up. seen those signs that are kind of like this about that tall about that wide and it's got one stick in it you know what I'm talking about y'all ever seen them y'all ain't never seen them y'all need to get out the house <laughs> just a little bit more like those little for sale it says for sale with an arrow and got a stick in it and holding it in the yard or something that's well, there, there's, there's some with one. You said, this is my sermon. <laughs> some of them have one stick. I mean, okay, all right. Road sign. <laughs> and it's got a one way or it's got the street name. That's what God just showed me. I ain't going to point no heads. But I've seen signs right over top of your head. And on the signs, some of it said pain. Some of it said lied to. Some of it said other stuff. I, yeah, if he showed it, I'm going to say it. Do I or don't I? You've been betrayed. You've been hurt. Some fight with molestation. Others fight with adultery. Others fight with marriage, separations. You fight with anger. That's your paralysis. Because you constantly allow that one thing. And listen, I'm not demeaning. Please hear my heart. I'm not demeaning. I'm just telling you that when I put Jesus in the equation... Everything is minuscule to him. Nothing can stand to him. But what we do, we allow these things to become our paralysis. And we can't walk into freedom. We've expressed this in marriage ministries with people a lot. You, you can't marry Joe because you haven't divorced John. Joe gets all the beating that you wanted to give John, even though Joe is bringing you flowers, even though Joe is opening the door, even though Joe is running your bathwater, even though Joe is going to the church. John still rings deep in your heart. It's a paralysis. 
unseen. See, we all are paralyzed, just everybody around us don't see it. We're not literally being drug in on cots. Now, some of us we see because they, we know they went through something. But they made it because they was looking for Jesus. Jesus. 